from Ringler, this is Ringler Radio, a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry, updates on nationwide litigation, trends in the legal and insurance industries, and everything in between. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. So when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Matt Ross. More than ever, there are conversations around various industries about what the future holds. As a result, we want to share a conversation I had with two rising stars in the settlement industry, Alexa Zen and Jared Z. In our conversation, Alexa and Jared share their experiences on how they're shaping the future of the industry by using proven methods from the past and evolving their own ways of doing business for the future. Alexa and Jared, welcome to our show. Jared, could you take a minute and introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me. Hi, I'm, I'm Jared Z. Uh, I've been in the industry for about 13 years now. Uh, I'm located here in Southern California. Um, I really love what I do, mostly because it gives me the opportunity to help individuals, um, injured individuals, through a sometimes lengthy and tedious process. Um, I'm really here to help fulfill basic everyday needs and concerns. And I do so by communicating with all the parties in a dispute and really assisting them achieve a reasonable and equitable settlement. That's great, Jared. Thanks for being here today again. Alexa, tell us about yourself. Sure. I'm Alexa Zen. I'm a partner at Ringler Honolulu out in Hawaii. I have been working in the settlement industry since 2014. Uh, Previously, I worked as an attorney and uh, somewhere along the way, I also took my FINRA Series 7, 63, and 65 exams. So I represent a pretty well-balanced perspective of this settlement industry. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks again for being here. And thank you both for taking the time. I'm excited to talk about the future with each of you. So, But before we talk about the future, let's actually talk about the past and set the stage for our audience. So Alexa, could you describe the industry and how business has been typically done? And what are some of the benefits of staying the course and some of the challenges that come with making that change over time? Sure. So in the past, it felt like it was a pretty formulaic way of doing business. We would receive a referral, our office would run the quote, and then we would send out the structured settlement proposal. And uh, it was a very straightforward way of doing business. And all that we did was focus on structured settlement annuities. And uh, sometimes that's okay, especially uh, when you have cases that either require a lot of handholding or just taking a lot of time to settle. So we're still, of course, offering to run quotes, especially for those cases that take 5, 10, 15 years to settle. We're still here. We're still doing that. So uh, looking to the future, we know that we can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. We know that these cases that have some complex issues, and that's probably the reason why they haven't settled yet, they require other other tools, other options, other services. So I think the industry as a whole is uh, looking to change that by diversifying and creating new products and services for their clients. Jared, if the industry is, as Alexa was saying, looking to change and diversify, how do you see that changing the way you've historically done business? Well, I, I think it's, I think as the industry evolves there, you know, there needs to be a push by settlement professionals 
to look out for the best interests of these ind- individuals and to and to look out not only you know for their financial security but how they maintain that financial stability and that general stability in their lives that they're looking for right whether it be you know housing transportation finance real estate or their health care they want somebody to help them draft a settlement plan that kind of checks all of these boxes mm-hmm. and you know makes it so they can sleep at night knowing that you know my needs will be taken care of down the road and i didn't just have a settlement planner come and give me you know, a 10 year annuity because my attorney asked for it. I had somebody right. come in and really care about my needs and, and create a plan that made sense for those needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's in recognition of the fact that everyone's case is different. And of course we always knew that, but if we actually, if we actually want to respect and, and treat every person as their own with their own case, we have to recognize the fact that um, there is no one size fits all approach. I mean, you could have two minors cases where they're the same age, you know, and perhaps they have the same uh, monetary amount to work with, but their circumstances are completely different. One might benefit from a trust to preserve all of those uh, government benefits that she may be receiving. The other would probably benefit, let's say, from a structured settlement annuity, maybe with a combination of some other uh, financial tools, just based off of the who the person is. And if you care to get to know the person, then you'll you'll find that those those people require unique services. And like you know, like she's saying, you know, a lot of people we deal with, they're they're really unique investors. These settlement funds are there to to try and replace you know the quality of life they had prior to the accident, you know, and try to give them back that sense of agency and that sense of control over their own lives. And we're here to help them do that. So you both have something in common, and you actually were both brought up into this industry by your parents. And I'm wondering how you're hoping to make your own mark in the future, whether it's the same as what they did, changing something new, or really just uh, maybe a combination of both? Sure. Um, I think my mom has done a really good job of making her own mark. She actually took over this business, this office from her father, my grandfather. And I see that she made changes in new and different ways by really trying to uh, plant the seed with the people that she works with about, hey, there's a new product or there's a new service. We don't just do settlement annuities. So I see what she did. And the way that I'm hoping to make my mark is by recognizing that I can't predict the future and I don't know what the future holds so I need to be open and flexible and willing to stay at the forefront of the, the evolution of this industry. And as an example, um, I used to work as an attorney. I know I have taken some uh, FINRA exams. I know that Jared, he, he too has some professional fiduciary designations. You don't need to have these designations in order to stay at the forefront and do a good job. But the fact of the matter is, we went out on our own to get these designations, to do these, to, to achieve these things, because this is the type of personality that you would hope to lead this industry. Someone who is forward thinking, someone who can anticipate this is where the, the uh, this is the direction of where the industry is heading. Yeah, I kind of, you know, echo what Alexa has said in terms of, you know, we kind of need to look ahead and see where the industry is headed and where we need to be 
two, three, four years down the line to make sure that we have the solutions that our clients will need from us. As my own individual settlement consultant, I'm going to continue to build on that with my own unique set of skills. And as Alexa said, you know, I've gone out and I've obtained a professional fiduciary license from the state of California. And I've also obtained my certificate from the National Certified Guardian Association. And, you know, looking down the line, I believe this will buy me the credibility I need on both sides of the negotiation table as that objective settlement advisor. You know, it it allows me to be that more holistic settlement advisor that strives to take really all aspects of a settlement into consideration so that I'm looking out for the interest of the injured party, you know, and I'll continue to develop my own unique negotiation style and I'll continue to learn through continuing education. And I think that's important to show our clients that we're invested in being the best consultants we can be, you know, when you bring us in on a case. There's so much more access to information nowadays and people can look up whatever they want and they can be influenced by a lot of different things. How do you create value in those conversations around the right solution for each case? You know, I think that as, you know, we move into a world where information is so accessible and so easy to um, gain access to, I think that we need to be... um, we need to be accessible to injured individuals, to judges, to attorneys, to claims handlers, anybody that needs any kind of um, settlement advice or just you know direction in terms of I have an issue on a case and I need a solution for it. We need to be the ones that will listen and be able to implement solutions that make sense, um, whether that be you know trust whether it be, you know, the coordination of public benefits, you know, or just generally looking out for an individual's future needs. Um, Using, let's say, social media to get the word out about what we do as settlement consultants, I think is going to be important. And, um, and also becoming more technical overall um, in what we can offer. Um, So continuing education, uh, for ourselves and for those that we work with, I think is going to be crucial. Yes, I agree. Education is key because if we've done our job and we've educated all of the the people, these key stakeholders who can have a direct outcome on our cases, whether they're judges or they're adjusters, if we educate them right and they understand and then the light bulb goes off in their heads, then hopefully they're ready to meet us halfway. We've done our job. And then all we have to do is meet with them and be there for them and listen. It's, it's, it's being a resource for the people that need it. And that's what I was, you know, that's what I was brought up, you know, in this industry being taught is you need to be a resource to anybody that calls you and you need to be able to provide solutions that make sense. And I think doing that has become more difficult because we need to have this more holistic approach to to providing advice and solutions to these these issues you know when we we're talking to an injured person we need to consider everything as in housing transportation finance real estate their health care you know even particularly entertainment when are they going to go on vacation these are things that they're going to think about when when they're settling a case and we need to be able to discuss it with them in a reasonable and rational way so we've talked about solutions, what you can provide to your clients. 
We've also talked about the way things have been done for a certain period of time. There's a lot of complexities out there. And I'm wondering if there's a, a mix and matching of kind of the old way of doing things from a relationship standpoint, tied in with the complex solutions that you're trying to offer your clients. What does that look like? Well, one idea that I've recently implemented is I've started to bridge uh, my personal and professional social media accounts. And uh, so I was the person in my office who set up our social media accounts. And um, I, I always kept uh, my personal and professional life separate before this until I saw other people in our industry. And to be honest, mainly um, younger people, but I saw them bridging this divide and letting it be known that I have a personal life, I have a professional life, but you know what? I'm the same person behind the scenes for both of these uh, these hats that I wear. So I felt emboldened to do so. And I thought, why not? I mean, people should feel like they can trust me. And I'm hoping that they would be happy and pleased to see that there is a, a human behind this business, a real breathing human who's operating this business and is and who's here for them. And yes, I can I can put on my professional hat, but I can also be a real friendly, you know, just empathetic face and shoulder to lean on if they if they need someone. That's such a good point because a lot of times in the meetings I'm in, you know, when I'm talking to the attorney and that injured person, that first 10 minutes is just developing a rapport with them and just trying to understand, you know, where their head's at and and also just sharing a little bit about myself and who I am and what I do. And like Alexa's saying, we are, you know, we are humans, you know, it's, we need to show empathy to those we do work with, but we, you know, we can also provide solutions to make sure that they can maintain and regain that, you know, lifestyle or that quality of life they're looking to regain after an injury. Oh, wait. So you want to actually take care of people and make sure they turn out all right? Like <laughs> I mean, I, I, I joke, but this is really at the heart of what you do for these clients, isn't it? I mean, Social media is great, but it's the solutions that create the future stability. That's the ultimate goal. So to that end, wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense when we're talking about future innovation to have more options? Well, I think as an industry, we're looking to, to bring in new products and solutions. Let's say like there's an individual that has a substance abuse issue. You know, I'm going to bring in a settlement preservation trust or some kind of trust that can help you know, maintain the settlement funds. It has a spendthrift protection and it can also protect this individual from, from unfettered access to funds that he can use to potentially harm himself. Or an individual, let's say, is on dialysis. They want to settle their case, you know, but having, you know, Medicaid cover those dialysis treatments is super important. So as an industry, we know that we need to look into a special needs trust and we need to organize the settlement to make sure that this individual maintains the eligibility for the much needed medical care they need, but is also able to resolve their claim and move on with their life. So it's as an industry, we have to adapt and evolve in terms to better meet the needs of these individuals in a way that makes sense for, for each person. And that that's going to be different case by case. Yeah. And, um, I'm always excited when I see life insurance companies coming out with new products um, you know, these are longstanding financial institutions. So I know that you don't stay in business um, for such a long period of time unless you have, you know, a solid financial backings and diverse holdings. But it really is exciting to see such a, 
a company like a life insurance company come out with something like a structured installment sale for properties, which can be a huge tax savings device, or to see um, uh, structured settlement annuities to see to see them offer uh, products that are for people who don't have physical injury cases. I mean, it just provides us as the consultants with so much more flexibility to be able to offer our clients a whole range of of products that you know otherwise wouldn't were not available 20 years ago. Right. Well said. Okay. So yes, innovation does bring more options. So let me pivot a second. A big recurring story in the news lately is that more and more workers are taking a deep look at their professional lives and deciding to make big changes. And as of this recording in November, they're calling it the great resignation. And this is obviously going to have an impact on our industry as well. So speaking of big changes from innovation and adding in the complexity of new people coming into the industry, how are you going to adapt personally? And how will the industry as a whole need to adapt? Well, I think as, as new people enter, enter into the industry um, at a time that I believe it's kind of hard to connect with them, um, you know, at, at things like conferences or happy hours, you know, we kind of have to change up our strategy and how we deliver our message and our, and how we deliver our value. Um, I think that as an industry, we need to kind of get more focused on having a, a, a much greater social media presence so that the public at large knows what we do and trust us in what we're doing. And, you know, a good way to do that is, you know, short little snippet YouTube videos that provides usable advice in a structured format that kind of caters to this clickbait culture that we're in. And um, I also, I think another good way to do this is becoming involved with the continuing education and then also being a part of it uh, for potential clients. Um, You know, if there's a a type of executive college that a lot of attorneys or claims handlers will go to, maybe going to that and going through the program with them to show that I'm here to understand, you know, what what your role in the process is and how I can best, you know, help you through that and bring value to that role. And so I think those are a couple of ideas that I've had that the industry is kind of moving towards. And I, I think that it's, it's yeah, a I've noticed thing. that what's worked for our industry is that people have taken steps towards repackaging the information. And uh, as Jared said, make, making it with shorter sound bites. Again, we're not trying to dumb anything down. It's not like people aren't smart anymore or something. We're just representing the information in a way that um, streamlines the message. Because we know that we have to compete with a lot of white noise out there. And everyone's being bombarded with information and news left and right. But if we can package something down in a way that is streamlined and makes sense and um, is easy for the uh, our target audience, whoever that person may be, to follow, then I think that we've gotten through to them and we've made our we've made their lives a little easier for them to to understand what we do. All right. That is all the questions I have and we're actually out of time. So Jared and Alexa, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate your time. Best of luck to you. Stay well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Before we go, we'd also like to thank our Ringler Radio sponsors, American General Life Company, Berkshire Hathaway, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Ringler is proud to partner with each of these companies as they provide competitive products for individuals seeking security for their financial futures. If you'd like to learn more about the various solutions we spoke about today or how a Ringler consultant can help, check out the links in our episode notes or visit us at www.ringlerassociates.com.
www.thepurpleinstitute.com. Ringler Radio is a production of Ringler Associates. All of the opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not represent any legal, tax, or financial advice from Ringler Associates. For more information about how to work with Ringler, visit www.ringlerassociates.com.